Tip. Good afternoon. It is July 31st, 2023. You're listening to a little column A, little column B, hosted by Will Levinos, co-hosted by Zach Bishop. How are you doing today, buddy? What's going on, Will? I got an Amazon story for you today. There is a woman in Virginia. She's received over 100 Amazon packages that she did not order, mostly of the same thing. She's acquired, to this point, 1,000 headlamps, 800 glue guns, and dozens of pairs of binoculars. What would you do if you just started to get hundreds of packages of random items? Well, they must have some sort of value. They're, they're, they are for sale. Somebody's trying to make money off of them, and now they're, they're in your possession. I, maybe they're not worth quite as much in your hands as someone else's, but they can't be worth nothing. It's not a complete loss. I mean, somebody's sending you something that's of value to someone. You just have to do a, do a little math to figure this all out, and it could be could be a really good thing here it's also a job you didn't want but it's uh it's also money you didn't have this woman is not so interested in that she's a little annoyed uh she's making uh, some some interesting acquaintances around the neighborhood because uh, that that's her route she's not trying to you know turn this into a, a money-making scheme so she's just driving around when she finds somebody you know just pulls over here here's here's some some hot glue guns here, here's some binoculars and uh, here is uh, here's here's some some headlamps. Go nuts. This is like the uh, like a vigilante of uh, Santa Claus sort of thing going on here. He's, all the package stealers that are that are roaming all the the porches. They're they're being watched by this person who's just handing them an actual package they can have. It's a, it's solving a problem for everyone. I'm not sure if that's the case. The problem it seems to be solving is when Amazon looked into this and they've looked into some other situations like this, trying to figure out hey, like, what, what what's the scam here? What it sounds like is that these are most likely uh, Chinese companies or at the very least foreign companies that have their product in an Amazon warehouse. Amazon gets a hold of them and says, hey, this has been here for too long. You're not selling it. You need to get rid of it or you probably have to pay some sort of fine. And since they're a foreign country, Rather than have it sent back to them, they just pick a random address. <laughs> I wonder, like, if her, uh, you know, just something like one, two, three Main Street, just very generic, and just send it to them. <laughs> it, it's no longer our problem. It's out into the ether. You guys, you Americans, you figure it out. I, I wonder if it gets recategorized, or if there's even a larger scheme to all this, where it gets returned and then it gets lost in the return of it all, and then there's some sort of floating credit somewhere. All this because I have ordered a package before. I ordered I ordered a like a like a, like a, a dolly that we were using to to move kegs. You could use it for moving other heavy items and all of this, but it's a it's a large item, all right? It's it's not a it's not something that's going to fit in your mailbox, I'm saying, when you receive the delivery of all of this. But when when I when I ordered it on Amazon and I finally received it, I received a package way smaller. I received a package closer to like a shoebox size, so I I don't know what 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 went wrong in all the the miscommunication of all of this? But like on my end, it said that package was delivered, and obviously I opened the package, and that is not what I received of all this. So like I wonder, I wonder if there's just a larger scheme to to all of this uh, somehow. And and were, are you just onto something here? Like do we do we need updates on this, or this is this is fine? Is it like are you are you hoping like you, that you might win the lottery of just receiving some random junk on Amazon? I, I like you said, it's a job you don't want. You know, a couple of knickknacks here and there. It's it's kind of funny, it's just goofy. But if you're getting hundreds of packages, 
now, now you have to open them. You have, you have to go inside, and now you just have this junk that's at your house. And you're probably, I mean, she's going around giving it away to people, but I think you can only do that for so long before you're just you're just bringing it to the dump. I, I'm not even opening them. What, what if we just straight wrap them and it's just like like a fill in the name here for gift for blank? Like you're just happy birthday, Zach. I, I just pick one out of the closet. <laughs> Which one? Surprise. Yeah, here you go. I don't even know. It's a surprise for me, too. It's uh, sorry. It's a women's small. It, Didn't know. <laughs> better better luck. It's, Maybe next year you'll get something better. It's 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 a risky game. I, I think that could uh, it could go a lot of different directions. I think for podcast content, especially summer content, I think it's a great idea. If you get a, a random package that you don't know what it is, don't even open it. Yep, just slap a label on it and give it to somebody and say, hey, "This is your this is your summer present." Good luck. I'm confused on how you know. I'm confused on who's the villain and the victim in, in, in all of this here. This is somebody has sent you something of value and and you you were villainizing them for it I, i'm not i'm not sure if that's right but we're gonna get into the the villains the heroes and the drama of all that in our best movie most memorable villain draft uh we, we are not very good at naming things we'll, we'll work on that in maybe future drafts but just as a quick recap from last week's draft between zach and i the car movie draft of which you know I, i'd like to say it was a close vote on facebook but it it clearly just wasn't because I I rigged my side. I voted on as many pages I have control on, I, so I, I already I already cheated and I still lost. Uh, we we said then that the the winner would get the first pick in this draft again. So once again, Zach, you were undefeated in all this and continue to have control of the draft board. Uh, any any thoughts on your your celebration of of the car draft from last week? Anything you want to reiterate or? I mean, you got actual validation from Christopher Nolan that I shared as a comment post just underneath. Mind blown and and draft one validation proven. There, there you go. Uh, thoughts on that? When you sent me the Christopher Nolan had answered what his one of his favorite car movies was, or one of his I think it was, was it just in, was it just, just one of his favorite movies? It was it was. What do you find yourself like just rewatching randomly? He's like, I every time this is on, it, it, this is like the, the he, channel stopper. Like I, I, I don't change. That's the channel. right. So it wasn't even specifically a car movie. This was just out of all of the movies, and he had picked Talladega Nights. And you just think someone like Christopher Nolan just makes very prestigious movies. It's like, well, he's not going to come down in the mud with us, and you'll be watching. You know, if you're not first, you're last, and all all of those lines. So I was very surprised, especially at the timeliness of it. Uh, makes sense that he's going to be doing all sorts of interviews with uh, with his big movie coming out, but did not think that it was going to go so, so much in my favor. I thought for sure it was going to support one of your ideas is like, oh, see, you won with all the regular people on Facebook. But, you know, if you were to ask the, you know, the the, the true movie guys, but no, I it seems like I won that one, too. So I think I don't know. Maybe I'm just like really plugged in on movies. I don't know. I. I had Talladega on the list. I don't like that I'm being disqualified for all of this. It was it was taken off the board early. All right, you didn't you didn't play around. You took the game seriously, and that that's why you won. Yeah, so, you know, let's let's not uh don't, don't don't chop me down and get yourself a little taller here. All right, you're doing just fine. All right, it's it's it's, it's a little well, back and time, forth. You know, maybe you got to look at your your draft strategy. Maybe that's what it is. I'm happy with my draft. I'm. I'm, I guess I'm just not happy with my following. Is that is that a problem? Like I, I'm, I'm very pleased with my draft. I, I'm just not happy with the the, the voters. Or it's, is, that, is that politics? Is that, it's not my fault. It can't be. It's it's, it's their fault. Yeah, right? Will. This is, is that... 
Will likes how he did, does not like how public views him. Oh, no, no. I mean, I, I hold myself. It's not like I'm easy on myself. I'm I'm brutal. I'm my biggest critic for sure. So th- it's not like I'm getting off easy here either. It's, it's, Wait, it's hold not. on. If you were your biggest critic, wouldn't some of your votes have been for me? It would have, but I liked mine more. Uh, I'm not okay. saying I dislike Sounds like yours. you're not your biggest critic. Maybe somebody else is your biggest critic. Maybe I'm your biggest critic. If you want that role, fine. I'm, I'm not pleased with either of us, so it's it's not it's not going to change. <laughs> uh, all right, so we had that last week. That was fun. Before we got into it all, we we talked a little bit about is this even a car movie? And and I thought I would kind of spitball a couple. Is this even like a villain thing? And, and it actually boils down a little bit more to is this hero actually a villain or is this villain actually a hero? And and I. I I, the the ones that the internet ha- have decided, I, I kind of got a lot of problems with. There really aren't a whole lot of good arguments here. I, I, I don't love them, but the Batman Iron Man thing, where they they're just these super rich and powerful men, and they have chosen to adapt the world of of you know a superhero instead. And I don't know, it could be argued if that's the most effective way to truly cause a, a positive change in the world. And I, and I think that's arguable, but I don't I don't love the argument of it all. Uh, I don't. Do you you don't. You never thought of Batman or Iron Man as like actual bad guys, right? Like it's, it's it's a messy job. We're trying to pull off the impossible here, right? Like that's, it's not easy. I think it's just more recently that just billionaires across the board have been portrayed as as villains. So I think it just gets ro- roped into that where, you know, Batman. Oh, he's he's, he's a billionaire. You know, then he flies around at night. He's he's a bat and he he solves crime. I, th- I think we, the problem is is that with some of these villains especially the, the of the superhero variety it's derived from the basically like like children's entertainment so it's a lot more black and white so then when you make it more adult and you have to make it a little more gray now all of a sudden it's well, well hold on what actually were the motives and you know you're 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 getting like you know too too deep into it and it's almost like when you're playing a uh, you know, like like a child's game, like you're playing tag. It, it, once you, you become an adult and you try playing tag, like the rules, it's just it's not the same. It, you just you're, you're not gonna be able to do it, and it doesn't make any sense. Well, do you think the comic or just I guess the story in general plays out better if they if they just like he has enough money to do this and they never really explain why he just he just has it. Like the family is constantly reiterated in in the Batman thing and the, the, the drama with the parents. I mean, spoiler alert: they something happens and doesn't go, doesn't go well, and and. And that's always brought up, but does that really would that really change? I mean, if it if you take all that out of there, is that, is that still just a rich guy that does all this? Do we care as much? I think the tragic past. I think that's a pretty well known trope, and I think that adds something to it. I could add something for the villains too, and we'll we'll talk a little bit more about that. Uh, so I didn't really come up with anything great. I thought those were probably the most debatable. Ferris Bueller, I guess you could say he. It's just—it's not that movie though. Like, if you want to get all technical with it, then yes, the movie—all movies are—you are not going to enjoy any movie if you're going to be like Ferris Bueller is a bad guy in, in Ferris Bueller's Day Off because he's breaking rules and preventing people and, and, and essentially having a a bad influence on the people around him. But that's these are movies, right? Like, I, I, there are bad guys and there are fun fun guys that are, they're doing things you're not supposed to, and it's fun to see them do that. And I don't think that's villainized. That's 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 we're we're villainous for enjoying it. I feel like, but that's I don't think that's an actual villain movie. Would would you agree with that? I mean that that one. I feel like we're gonna bring this up every week. Ferris Bueller. Is it this? Is it that? It's just I don't know. What is Ferris Bueller? Is it just a? I don't think. I don't think he's a he's, he's a villain. I mean, you could argue about what where his hero status is of, but I don't think that movie is necessarily full of 
heroes and villains. Like the stakes are, are pretty pretty low in that movie. That's not the the idea of it. Yeah, no, didn't love it. Uh, last one, and this one just gets weird. Uh, the Mrs. Doubtfire, and it's just a, it's an SNL concept that I think it's, it's almost like a kid concept, like you said with the the comic book thing that they they started filling in details to it all. This is like it's just not going to make sense. Like this was a goofy concept. There's no way you could be taking this seriously like that. I did, did love the argument. I, I really tried to find better stuff for all this to kind of go back and forth on something like we did last week with Speed. I, I, I didn't I didn't have it. I, I don't know if you got something else, but uh, th- those those are the weak ones I came up with. Did you come up with anything yourself? Uh, yeah, I got a couple. But before I move on to that, with the, the Mrs. Doubtfire, I thought that Arrested Development spoofed that even better, where if someone that you're very close to, like in this situation where... You know, it's it's an estranged couple. Even if you dressed up, you could probably trick other people and be like, "Oh, that's a you know, you're you're a man dressed up." It's like, "Oh, that's a you know, an older older lady. That's a nanny." You might be able to pull it off, but not with the person that you were married to, have have a kid with, and like your kid. I I just don't think you'd unless you were going to like crazy lengths and maybe you know with the Hollywood movie magic. But I still think even with your trying to alter your voice, it would just be obvious that. Sorry, that's what I say. In Arrested Development, I like that they did the same sort of idea, but it was just very clear, and it was just really uh, Tobias, who's the one that does the Mrs. Doubtfire thing. He thinks that he's tricking everyone, but really no one, no one is tricked. Oh, man, you just... But, that, that may be the most villainous thing of this podcast, just spoiling everything. No, 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 we're, we're going to spoil everything. Yes, what, right. the, the movie from what, 1994? I, I just wanted to say that right now. Th- th- there's no spoiler alert. It's already happened. I don't think... I mean, what's the most modern movie you picked here? <laughs> uh, I'm looking through. Uh, I think I'm I maybe like mid 2000s. Nothing within a decade. You've been warned, and that's that's on your own, right? Like that's that's fair. It's well it, beyond, yeah. honestly. Well, anything it, over five years, I think, is is fair game. Yeah, yeah. This isn't spo- you know spoiling you know. Endgame. This is an Sean McCoy thing of like the same week it comes out. Yeah, no, I think I think I think we're doing all right. Uh, all right. So, did you have any debatable, questionable yeah, so, hero so, villain? So, yeah. So mine were both. Uh, I thought we were going with villains that it's more sympathetic or like. Are, are we sure they were the villain? Uh, the first one is in Black Panther. Killmonger. He wants to use the whole nations like they're able to have the uh the the the, the metal that is it was it's not, it's not vibranium is it vibranium yeah i think yeah, 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 yeah. vibranium yeah they're trying to get all my uh superhero metals in line yeah so he wants to use it to kind of i, I don't think he necessarily wants to take over the world but he wants to use it to uh, wakanda's advantage and it was more than that part of it because anytime there's world domination it's like well, Nope, that's the bad guy. That's the villain. Easy to see. It was more, he was also the son of the king. It wasn't as legitimate as the actual uh, Black Panther. But I felt like he had. He went through all the proper channels. If he showed up, he said, hey, I'm gonna, I want to go through this fight. And that was the whole thing. You, to become king, you had to win uh, by combat. And so he showed up, and then he beat Black Panther. And so he became king for a little while. And just the whole time, it's like, I don't, th- I don't think he did anything, you know, a ton different. It's just rough name. You know, you come in Killmonger. Yikes. You know, if his name was, you know, 
Zach? Chad. <laughs> you know, maybe, maybe you know, it comes off as a little, a little softer. Shot, shot so, to all the Chads across the world here. I, I, I agree. What are you talking I, about? I was saying that, that that's a much more friendly name than Killmonger. It's got like two bad words in it. <laughs> okay. I, I, I love I love the argument. I, I think it's fair. I think that there, you could argue that there's almost a a, a, a growth of character that's that's heroic, where you kind of start down and out, and you you make your way up, and you you have a chance to shine, and that it's portrayed in the movie as another way. And I, I do think that there could be a Killmonger movie directed around him looking like the hero easily, right? Like it, you wouldn't even really have to change that much. I'd watch it. Uh, and my, uh, my my second one was, uh, well, since this one wasn't like the official draft, or so I'm just gonna go with just the, the the franchise of the Lord of the Rings and go with Gollum. Gollum starts off; he's a regular Hobbit. He comes across the the, the Ring of Power, and he basically lives with it after he kills his friend, and just like lives in a cave with it for years and years and years. Just absolutely warps his mind. It's clearly a terrible addiction. You know it's a bad addiction because when Frodo and Sam trick him, or I guess, no, when uh, Bilbo tricks him in The Hobbit, and then later on in the movies, Frodo has it. He does okay for a little bit, but for, like, the journey, you know, it's maybe months. It's for sure under, under years and years and years, and it just corrupts the, those guys and the hobbits are supposed to be able to handle it better than any of the other races in, in the movies so here's this uh you know creature you know that it turns into that's had to deal with this for years and years and just absolutely warps his mind you know at the end you know, he's definitely a villain he's a trickster he does all all sorts of, of bad things but i think he has a, a sympathetic of you know it wasn't necessarily what he wanted to do it was just years and years of this this addiction and so that was my uh my, my sympathetic he was villain. an addict Who's an addict? Yep, big time. Could Precious. Could should have should have had sugar instead. You know, it's just be fat would have been a lot easier. Uh, I I don't, I don't know if sugar has the same uh, hook over you as, as the <laughs> Ring of Power. Uh, I'm very happy that you brought this up, and and I'm telling you right now that I'm have no comment, and I can't really. I it's not my jam, man. Not not my movie. I'm I, I've tried. It's I probably saw it at too young of an age, and. Either it was too complicated or just not interested in. I don't know. Didn't do it. But I, I, I agree with the aggression of all this. There's clearly a franchise of success that was put into it, and I, I'm very familiar with the. I, I'm much more interested in the CGI that was in it, and th- this character specifically is has is a very interesting history. Um, all right, you got anything else for the the kind of the openings here? Nope. All right, so just to reiterate what kind of draft we're doing here is I I tried to come up with a way that we could recommend the best movies with the best villains in it. And overall, I just want to say like all the movies, at least that I'm recommending. And I think Zach is recommending are movies that we would just generally recommend. So it may not be your greatest villain in, in this movie that just wasn't that good. And maybe they should deserve some credit, or maybe it is just that I have no problem if you wanted to play along that, but I was aiming for trying to find great movies with great villains in them. So going hand in hand with all of that. Uh, so with the number one pick Zach, uh, I believe, you are up right now. Uh, so where are we going? What are we doing? Yep. This is an easy one. One of one. The Dark Knight. Heath, Ledger, Heath Ledger's Joker. Man, I also had it number one. Uh, fantastic. Easy. It's it's by far one of the best 
Superman superhero movies just because of the dramatic parts of it all. But I, I'm a, I'm a huge fan. What did what did you like the most about it? In in, in the franchise, it's it's by far obviously it's the top of the, the villain list, and so the the trilogy was amazing. And I thought Christian Bale did an awesome job as Batman. But Heath Ledger, it's just when you're talking about the best villains, and when you're like, what, what are you going to see in that movie? It's I think you're going more to see Heath Ledger than you are Christian Bale. I agree. I thought that's what made this movie the number one was when you go back to it. I'm more excited to see the scenes with the Joker in it. There, there's so many elements to to the every villain, especially you know, like all of these movies. I mean, there's much more than a, a scary or a threatening part of it all. There's there's an unpredictability that I think is the most terrifying thing. There's this, this chaos. There's this guy's motives aren't even going to make sense to anybody. It's it's purely just to watch the world burn, and I think that's what puts him at the top. And that's what I mean. Makes it, you could just you could like, just name you... so many scenes that you just would easily go go back and watch. I mean, the the opening scene. There's the whole bank robbery, and you don't even know it's the Joker until you know the very end. You have uh, when he's talking to the other gangsters, he makes the pencil disappear. Uh, when he slides down the money and he sets it on fire. He just telling the, the the story when he's about to take all the uh, the partygoers hostage, and how the story changes a little bit every time. Just anytime he's on there, and exactly what you said that that it's it's less of a villain that's just going to you know kill and rampage as much as possible, even though he does do that quite a bit. It's just that you don't know what he's going to do next. But when he's on the screen, he has your attention. There's also like, how do you defeat him? Because he knows Batman's rules. He knows he's not going to die, at least not in the hands of Batman, and he's he's pretty good at what he's doing. And and, I, and it's just, how do you beat him? And I, I think I look at the list of the villains that I got on here, and I'm going to ask you, like, how how do you defeat this situation? And that's, I think, what makes all these villains awesome and all these movies very good. And, and I think it's also fair to say that you can't really have a great hero, or at least respect the like the capacity of that hero without having a great villain like this matches up very well. And that's why I think we agree that this movie's up top here, but it's just two guys going at each other. It's it's a real shame that, you know, we lose ledger after all of this. And that's, I don't know what else it leads into. I just know that we were missing performances similar to this, that we could have had more of. And that's, that's truly, truly a real villainous loss to everyone here. Uh, all right. Great. Agreed. Great number one pick. Good, good way to start it off. That is what I did predict. I don't feel good about my predictions today, and I'm, I'm not entirely sure if I'm. I had a hard time selling myself on everything here, but I'm gonna go at number two with the T1000 from Terminator 2. I think you could argue Terminator 1, of, of this kind of comeback crazy thing of, of, it's you against the world essentially. But for me, in this one, the the malleability, not only of being able to morph into other people, but when like he morphs in between the bars, and, and, and just I mean, there's multiple crazy things that are just terrifying to all this. Of like, what would you do to get out of all these situations when this is what you're going up against, and this is what the opponent is capable of? I, I think uh, Robert Patrick's fantastic in this, and I think this is a movie where it's very fun to have Schwarzenegger on your side in this one and going against an incredible villain at all. Like I said, you got to have a good villain and a good hero to make a good movie that fits these rankings and these drafts, and I think this checks a ton of boxes. Uh, did you have Terminator 2 on your list? No. Did not. Uh, any any issues with this? Did you not feel this was villainous enough? I, 
I, I think it's uh, overall. I think I think it's a good villain. I, I think Terminator Two is a pretty good movie. I like how they, uh, they they came back and like you said, they have Schwarzenegger as a as, as the hero. I think that was that was a smart move. But uh, he he doesn't ever talk, does he? I'm I'm okay with that. I th- look. There's times you want to go Hannibal Lecter. I'm sure you could have that on your list. There's a sophistication with all that of a mind game being played. But I think there's something menacing about a a machine. And some of these a relentless, a relentless, a relentless machine, like just a, a but, you know, some of these villains are, are just like super motivated tunnel vision people that are machines that don't see anything else. They don't even feel like they're doing anything wrong. They feel entirely motivated on this is the path. This is the goal. And I don't care what's in my way of what what happens. It's not always just a, a wild card joker that's just you know watching the world burn. Some of these guys just have goals that conflict with a ton of other stuff that is against morality and a whole bunch of other things, but they don't care about all that. It's it's this or nothing. And I think this is a, one of those situations where this villain doesn't care about anything. He's on a mission. He's going to do this, and he doesn't care about anything. And I think that makes it terrifying because what are you going to do about it? <laughs> I, don't I, know. I think some of the some of, some of the problems, uh, at least for me with it, is just what you're saying about uh, being able to go through the bars when he gets uh, shot in the eye and it just kind of cones out. It's just it's a little it's a little dated. You know, early early nineties. You know, that's cutting edge. That's awesome. But you know, by the by the time I watched it, it already kind of been a little. uh, You know, it was it was was a little bit old. So I think that's why it kind of just you know didn't quite make the list for me. Maybe I I actually think the CG age is is dated for sure. I I got I got you on that. Like I'm not not saying this is a new movie or that this is like no. You I could convince someone this came out last week. There's there's no way I could do that. But I I think it's I think it's very impressive. The through the bar scene alone, there's some really cool CG, and I don't know if they would have necessarily done it any different, or if they did it any different, it might not necessarily look any better. And sometimes the hyper realism, it's like I'm almost tired of some of the superhero stuff where nobody's even acting anymore. It's just it's a video game drawn in front of me essentially, and I don't know. I I, I like this movie. I'm a big fan of this movie. I'm I'm hoping to win some votes over this movie, and I, and I I'm I'm happy with it. Uh, but you're gonna be up at the number third number three pick. Uh, what are we going with? Next one, and we were just talking about old older CGI, so this might might be dangerous. But I'm going with uh with the Matrix, Hugo Weaving's Agent Smith. Similar to T1000, uh, it is a relentless machine that is in the Matrix as a human. He does talk, and he just he just has this very unnerving way that he talks to Neo uh, through throughout the movie as he's chasing him. It's the Mr. Anderson. He's just so calm, cool, collected because he's a machine. He doesn't have, you know, for most of the time, doesn't have any uh, any crazy emotions. And so that's going to be uh, my, my second pick. I didn't even have him on the list. But I I don't know. I just have mixed feelings on The Matrix. I, I think it's a good choice, and I think it's a good villain because you've got a good hero, and it's it's a, it fits the categories. It checks all the boxes. I, I don't have anything of all that. I just... I, I guess the mind game of it all, and he is this character certainly has a lot to it all. But I I feel like that's a little bit more, like like the you have a little bit more self control of being your own villain and your own hero in some ways of this movie, and that there isn't an actual villain. But I, I guess there obviously is. But I I just had a little bit more complicated relationship with the Matrix. I guess is what I'm saying, and I didn't think this was as obvious of a villain. Probably similar to how you felt about the T1000, where maybe you didn't ever look at it truly that way. Uh, it's a good movie, though. It's a great early CGI. Some crazy stuff happens in all this, and there's a whole lot of the stakes are high. 
I, I think a lot of these movies, the stakes yeah. are going to be incredibly high throughout of it all, uh, and it, it's a good action flick. All right, uh, I'm up number four. I'm going to go with Hans Gruber, the original Die Hard 1. They made, what, six of these movies? And all of the other ones are fine, but all of the other ones in pretty much every other action hero movie is trying to be like Die Hard. And, and Alan, Alan Rickman in this movie as, as Hans Gruber is... It's 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 just entertaining, and I feel like this is this is the the trademark of what I want all of my villains to kind of base everything on. Right, you could take everything from this movie, all the mannerisms, all the quirks, everything from it, and I'm sure it feels a little dated if you were to go back to it all. But it, it it's very original, and it doesn't seem original now. But I, I just wanted to give it credit, and I think again, you got a, you got a Bruce Willis hero and a, and a Hans Gruber, Alan Rickman actor going at it. And I thought it, I just think it ages well. And I think it fits these categories well. And I think it's going to get a whole lot of votes, Zach. All right. That's that's what we're going after, right? We're, we're, we're playing the game to get some votes here. I'm going with Die Hard. Uh, Zach's favorite Christmas movie. Uh, let's not get into that. But uh, did you have Die Hard on the list? Oh, of course I had Die Hard on the list. Alan, Alan Rickman, he is one of the great uh, villains. Just a, a great actor. Uh, talking before about the other guys, you know, maybe not talking so much. I mean, the con, pretty much the whole thing is never face to face with Bruce Willis. It's constantly over the walkie-talkie, so you have to act in that manner. And he's just calculating, but different from the other two, where those are machines. It's just no. This is a a guy that has uh, masterminded this this heist, and everything is going swimmingly for him, except for this one little thorn in his side. And he's just trying to run the show and trying to, you know, get it all all figured out. But, oh yeah, great, great movie villain. I love when he when he does the. Uh, they don't know each other because they've only talked to walkie talkies. They do have that that one interactions where he does the fake accent. Uh, Hans does. Is this terrible American accent? I think he does like a Texas thing or something. It's it's great. I I, I like a lot of stuff that that happens in this movie. We, we all we've talked about Die Hard a ton. Nothing new to hear. If you haven't seen it, you've obviously seen it. Uh. I got it here. Uh, next pick, number five. For my third pick, it's going to line right up. I'm going with Rocky Three, Mr. T's Clubber Lang. Oh, a lot man. Of good villains, a lot of good villains in the in the Rocky franchise. I want to go you know, a different direction, but you could even uh, make the argument at certain points for Clubber Lang in the, the sympathetic villain because you, you look at him and – you know, he's a guy from, from from the streets. He's very similar to how Rocky came up. Of you know, they show him training, and you know he doesn't have all the fancy equipment. He is just making it happen. But then he goes when they're unveiling the statue for Rocky, and oh boy, comes after uh, after Adrian, turns everything around. Big time villain. You start poking, you start saying stuff about uh, another man's wife. Ooh, great, great villain. Scary guy, big, muscular. Yeah. He, he he's my villain. I'm, I'm zagging here. I I like it. I, I didn't have a zag on uh, on sports. I I just chose not to go that direction because I thought like oh you can just pick every sports movie. This is there's obviously an opponent. It's almost obvious to kind of pinpoint on everything. And th- this was a good one though. I will I will give you that. I wouldn't have really had an issue if you picked other ones. I mean Drago. All there's a whole bunch of th- this is a very classic movie again where I think the the villainous parts of all this have influenced a whole bunch of other movies. And this is, this is again. It's not a. It's not a new story over here. It's a underdog poke the bear kind of thing here. So, uh, didn't see that coming though. That's 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 out of nowhere. Um, you're throwing my draft off entirely right now. Uh, <laughs> all right, uh, what are we up six now for me? 
Yes. All right, with the sixth pick, I, I was waiting. I thought, I thought this is where you were going. I'm going to go with Thanos, Infinity War. I, I feel like I went with old school stuff early on, and I, I got to get a little bit more modern votes in here. Got to the, attack the younger demographic. You know, just <laughs> really uh, get some votes in here. Thanos, Infinity War. I'm specifically going with Infinity War because I think this is the one superhero movie where it's what if they didn't win? And this happens. And I think that's a ton of credit to them taking chances of finally having that movie and finally having a villain worthy of doing it all. And, and Thanos, I mean, in all of these superhero movies, all this incredible stuff happens, all of this, and they don't win in this one because of one guy, and he's the one guy. So if you, if you want to question power, motive, and and all of that, there's there's all of it in this. And I think he checks all the boxes for being an ultimate villain. And I remember leaving there being like, wow, I didn't know what that would feel like. And there's there's kind of an emptiness to it all. We're like, I, I don't know when the next movie's going to come out. And it doesn't come out for, I, don't, I think it was like 14 months or something. Like there was a good year period where we, we were just stuck in the air with everyone halfway disappeared or whatever. And Thanos had you know, flipped the switch and that all happened. So I'm. I'm going with the Finney War. I, this is nothing but a nerdy choice here, and there's nothing wrong with any of that. Uh, did you have Thanos on your list? No. Wasn't impressed with him as a villain. I just thought that, that we have so many of these movies. They're so popular. They make so much money. That shouldn't but we... When you, shouldn't we... When you, go to wa- when you go to watch it, do you have... Like, where does Thanos come on, the, on that list of all the people that are in that in that movie? I think it's a fair argument, but I also like seeing... I mean, there's not a whole lot of scenes where they lose. I, I think those are memorable scenes. I, I think those scenes are what I'm, I'm outweighing to the other ones, is, is watching him win. I guess that's a, that, that, that's a big one, but I just know that, that Infinity War, that has all of the Marvel heroes up to that point. And so when I'm going in to watch it, Thanos is way down the list of guys that I'm excited to see. I get it. So would you... You you don't think he's? I think that's just the movie that I I think he's the. It's the movie that he wins in. I mean, would you you wouldn't pick another one, would you? No, like I said, wasn't impressed with him as a villain. Did you have any Marvel? Uh, anything on the list? No. All right, with the next pick. <laughs> All right, you right. You ready for this one? No, I'm not. I don't know where you're going at all right now. I'm I'm drafting stuff I thought you were gonna draft, and now I I don't know if I'm winning anymore. All right, because I want I want to cover all of my bases here. I want all types of different villains on my villain team. So when it goes against your villain team, there's there's zero weaknesses. So I am going back to the '90s again. Home Alone. Joe Pesci's Harry. <laughs> Hold on, like I don't want to throw you off this, but. I really thought you were gonna say the Monstars. I just, I really, I really thought you were gonna say Space Jam and the Monstars. It just seemed like it was lined up for it all, and then you curveballed me even more. You're going with Joe Pesci, okay? I, you just think somebody, this is the villainous guy. He gets torched entirely. He, he, he gets his life ruined. Exactly, exactly. It is complete slapstick. It is all ridiculous, but he's a villain. He's he's with his partner, and they're trying to rob a house that a child is at. And they just get foiled at every turn. And like I said, I'm going for all types of different villains. And I, I don't think you can go wrong with Joe Pesci. He's the punchline. He's not the villain. He's the one. Oh, he's definitely the villain. It's he's, a, here's he, the, I, okay, yeah, but this is a... <laughs> okay, I, 
Like we, I feel like we we crossed off some movies earlier where it was like I don't know if this is necessarily a, a villainous thing. I, I agree that the the act of it is is villainous. The the behavior of it all though just it's it's slapstick. It's the punchline of it. It's I, I talked about how evil everything was earlier, and you're going with this is the most evil guy. This this is it. This this is punishing. not all villains are are all the way evil. You don't have to go all the you don't have to go all the way up to eleven. You could just be hey, you're just trying to you're trying to rob a house. You are the villain. You he's the villain of that movie. I really respect this sort of zag because I thought I zagged a lot last week saying like collateral is a good car movie because of car conversations, not because it goes fast or flies out of anything. And here you are. This is, this, I think this is an equivalent zag. This might be even more of a zag for me. And, and the worst is I, you might just win everything off a movie that everybody loves right now. And that's, I didn't, I didn't have it on the list. I didn't see it on anything other list. It wouldn't have crossed my mind even remotely to even inquire yeah. and possibly do all of that. I, I was totally prepared to, you know, rebuttal against some Harry Potter nonsense, some Lord of the Ring nonsense, and I am blindsided entirely. Uh, all right, uh, ne- next pick, I believe we have, uh, what, two more? I got two more? Uh, I have one more. You you have two more. All right, with the next pick, I – oh, man, I, I think I'm, I think I'm an audible. I'm, I'm changing. I'm on, I'm on the move. We're, we're going to go with something else. I, I, I'm going to go with the, the Armitrage family from get out and i've I've seen the movie there's there's nothing scarier than i think villains that are hiding in plain sight and i think that's what's terrifying about this beyond just the the general fictional natures of the craziness that they're trying to pull off and the hiding in plain sight is 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 terrifying because you don't even know you're in trouble until you are And, and that's that's some real villainous stuff going on over there they 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 lure them in they're recruiting all this and then just the way the behavior of and the comfortableness of everyone just being okay with it all is is truly terrifying. It's it's very different emotion than what you're getting from Joe Pesci in Home Alone, and and far more villainous. But you've seen Get Out, I believe, right? No, you have not seen Get Out. Man, all right. Well, I I no. believe I don't think I've spoiled anything. So you're, you're it's pretty it's pretty popular. It's pretty popular, and I very much agree with you on the uh, a villain hiding in plain sight as being. Uh, even even extra scary extra villainous if you will because it's like you're so confident you don't even need to hide it you can just be right out there on front street with it well i think the other part about this and it's it's more of put yourself in this shoes and it's like all right what reflects what you've seen and it's oh man i would have been i might have been even worse problem like i might have been in more trouble like it's what 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 where did the, what the wrong decisions went here? It's it's true manipulation and it's it's brutal and it's dramatic and there's it's an exciting movie that has a whole bunch of stuff built into it beyond just the message and the science fiction part of it all. An, an excellent movie by Jordan Peele. If you haven't seen it, I highly highly recommend it. If it's not on your list, you definitely should put it on your list. I, I very very much like this movie, and it's 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 just yeah. All right, I'll leave it at that. At uh, you should see it. I'll leave it at that. Uh, all right, your your last pick. Last pick for me is going to be Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, and I am going with Alan Rickman, Sheriff of Nottingham. You stole him from me in uh, in Die Hard, but this guy is just amazing. Uh, I guess he's not technically all the way the villain in, in Harry Potter, but definitely puts you on edge there. And this one, he very much puts you on edge. Uh, I mean, Robin Hood is like, superhero before superheroes were invented you know he's stealing from the rich he's giving to the poor sheriff of nottingham is 
the the main guy in charge. He's the one that's taxing and you know making the the peasants' lives lives miserable. You know, obviously it's all ratcheted up to to eleven, so it makes it very easy to root for for Robin Hood. And then this is a uh, you know a live live action movie, so they even you know take it to another level of uh, the woman that both of them are interested in. Obviously, she likes Robin more. But sheriff is gonna come in, gonna steal her away, force uh, force her to marry him. I mean, if if that's not a villain thing right there, forcing a, a woman to marry you, I mean that, that that's pretty top of the list right there. I'm I'm. Are we even talking about the same thing? Like what? What did? Okay. <laughs> you don't think he's a villain in a in a like a like a classic movie? I thought I picked classic old movies and I was mocked for it. You picked old classic movies and were like, yeah, someone's heard of this. It's fine. You, you, haven't, heard, you haven't heard of this movie? <laughs> no. I, I just... I, the, the movie would have fallen into other categories. I'm not sure what it would have been and I'm not sure what the topic would have been on the podcast. I just, it just didn't cross my mind. And and maybe that's that's why we need column B. It can't be all column A. We need we need column B. It's, it's your oh, list. I, I I'm shocked. He, he's a he's a great villain. You should go back and watch it. We'll get to it. I'm I'm completely baffled. You didn't want to pick Voldemort and all this being this huge Harry Potter guy and all this. I, I have I no. misjudged this. No, overrated villain. Overrated villain. Overrated villain. I was so ready to say that. This isn't fair. I I. I prepped way too much in being to shoot down Voldemort all day, and you didn't even draft him. It was just some. This is the mind trick you played on me. No. I, I was ready to do it. I was ready to say like the, the 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 scary thing with Voldemort is almost like the the John Wick resume thing, where it's like you don't ever actually see any of the bad stuff that happens. It's it's all like mythology, and, and it's cool until they actually gotta introduce him, and then it's then it's not so cool. It, it's way less cool. Um, well, I, I suppose we we agree on that, and. I will not be taking him with my last pick. Uh, with my last pick, I'm going to go with Hannibal Lecter of Silence of the Lambs. I mean, beyond just the the, the grotesque part of it, the graphic part, and the you know cannibalistic part of it all, there's there's a mind game being played here that's just menacing, and it's being played so perfectly. And it's it, it's it's somebody who's able to wrap your mind. And the performance of Anthony Hopkins is spectacular, and I just find that very villainous to somebody who's able to infect people just by talking to them. Like is that not that's that's pretty torturous, right? I mean, you were just talking about, I suppose, the oh, last time. movie. That's a big, that's a big, that's a big time villain. That like is all the way. I stayed away from going going too far down that rabbit hole. I mean, I mean just if you were stuck in a room with this guy long enough, it, it, just imagine how like your life would change. And I think that's that's terrifying. And it's you even it, throughout a lot of this, you have the upper hand of it all, and yet you still feel like you're down ten in the first half. Like what's it's 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 a real dominance performance by uh by him and. I I'm taking it with the my last pick here, and that's gonna that's gonna wrap up the draft, right? That that's all of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, last week we did not do such a great job of doing honorable mentions. Now I kind of just did lo- uh, Lord Voldemort as as one of my own here. Did you have any of your own that you wanted to mention? Yes, I did. Uh, uh, I'll go I'll go kind of like in the the order that I had them still in my rankings. Uh, Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, and I went with uh, Imelda Staunton's uh, Dolores Umbridge. I thought. When I, and I think it was more reading the books than the uh, than the movies. So I think when the movies happened, it was just already ingrained. But she was just such a frustrating villain where she is working within the system to still be a villain. And so, yeah, Voldemort didn't make the list, but she made the list. Uh, next one, uh, Back to the Future. 
Didn't pick it last week, but it was on the honorable mention for uh, Thomas F. Wilson's Biff. Just a you, you were talking before where Joe Pesci just plays like the slapstick, or this is closer to uh, to that, and just 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 a great a great villain. It's just a jerk at all 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 of the levels, it, every it, single one. It's such it's a, a speed bump throughout the whole the whole franchise. It's just a speed bump every time, and it, that's it's such a nuisance. Every it's, it's a reminder. It's, yeah, it's that villainous part is stuck with me to this point where I'm like, oh my god, like did you just biff everything? Means something. Because of the annoyance and the villainous part of this this whole character, I I had him on the list. I I was I was prepared to draft him. Didn't didn't get to him. Uh, sorry. Go, go yeah. Ahead. And then my uh, and then just 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 the the, the last honorable mention I had was uh, Happy Gilmore's uh, Christopher McDonald's portrayal of uh, Shooter McGavin. Just similar to Biff of just like, oh, just what a jerk. You know, there's an up and comer. He could have you know taken the high road and helped him out, but was just absolutely not. It was his year. He was having none of it. You know, meet me at, you know, what is it, the the ninth green at nine? <laughs> Doesn't show up. The sprinklers come on. Uh, just, you know, and gets his kermuppets later, and you're so happy when it happens. So, yeah, that, those are my honorable mentions. Uh, those are fun honorable mentions. My my honorable mentions, and the reason I didn't bring them is I just I just thought these these are far less fun movies. I mean, Gone Girl, uh, Amy Dunn, but but played by uh, uh, Roseman Park. It's a... It's, um, <laughs> it's just a manipulative mind framing awful situation you would never trade ever ever to be in and it is torturous throughout the whole movie so i just thought there was a little less rewatchability it's a fantastic movie and i, I do recommend it a bunch and the villainous part of all this is is just so torturous it's it's painful it's uh it's you just wouldn't want to be in the situation and you see how easily it could have been how easily this person does end up in the situation so uh i had that as an honorable mention um, I had uh, Anton Chigrou from No Country for Old Men. This is a little bit more of that machine type where this guy has no emotions. He's so stone cold and cold blooded throughout the whole movie. There's not a whole lot you learn from him. There's no emotions. There's no facial expressions. It's, it's a man that just flips a coin and decides your life in, in, in a blink of an eye. And he's just out for business, doesn't care about anything or anybody in his way. And I, I, I had it as an honorable mention. Um, that's that's about all I got. I was really hoping to do a lot more of a Voldemort conversation and just just destroy everything about it. But I feel like we have already done that by not drafting it. And I I, I don't know. Are the Harry Potter fans going to come after us? Uh, I don't think so. He's he's in the movies so infrequently, especially the the, the early ones. And so the idea is not you know like the most powerful villain. This was. When you're going to watch the movie, are you excited or, you know, or, or almost the reverse? Are you dreading seeing the villain? I think, though, the movies that we drafted are all are all where you're interested in, in seeing it. I, I do think, uh, yeah, that's, that's definitely worth it's definitely worth mentioning. And I think that's what I was going to argue was which movie would you even pick? Like, I agree he's a villain throughout the series, but which one like which one movie would you pick? And, and I can't. I really couldn't find one even to say like, this is the one. And I was going to argue that because I, I didn't think it was an obvious choice. And obviously you didn't fall for it. I, I thought that was a trap I'd set up. I was, I was so ready to set it all down uh, throughout all of your research. Uh, like last week, I, 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 re- I read a whole bunch of lists. I, I, I found what other people did and other Reddit posts and all that. So I, like I, there were, there were some movies that I hadn't heard and hadn't seen. And one of them was uh, city of God, little Z, little Z. This is a menacing person and just 
go watch a trailer or something of, of that and I don't know if I could recommend the movie, but I can tell you that uh, he, he he deserves to be on a list. Right? I don't know why. <laughs> I haven't seen it, so I can't put him on mine. But if you have and you're wondering why he's not on no. mine, that's uh, it's, uh, it's a it's a it's a child, man, a, a very dangerous child. Uh, last week, I will say a movie that I came across through the car draft that uh, I, I hadn't seen and would like to see uh, was Rush, and I'm, I'll probably get to that eventually. Were there, was there anything that you came across that uh, you you saw or did any research or heard of and haven't seen that you are a little bit more interested in now? Uh, I, I came across a you know a lot of different villains, but I, it, it's like you, you've, you just see the name. You, you don't, you, you have no idea kind of like what you're, you're going against. So I, I think... Really, it's not the uh, it's not the Harry Potter fans that we have to be concerned about. It's the uh, Star Wars fans we have to be concerned about because neither of us even mentioned uh, Darth Vader, and I saw that at the top of many lists. I did too, but I haven't seen the movies, and you can disqualify our list for for that. But I I haven't seen the movies, and if I watch the movies now, do you really want to hear my opinion about it now? You don't, and there's nothing I can do that's going to change your mind, and there's nothing that's gonna, you could do that's going to change my mind. It's it's just irrelevant to to both sides, and. It's it's an argument not even worth having, and I'm 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 sorry, but that's 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 the age I am, and that's the era I've been in, and that's the movies I've seen, and I I I control that very much, and I've controlled it to the point where I've chosen not to do that. So that's that's where we're at. I'm sorry, but that's 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 where we're at. I mean, there's a ton of old movies I could I could list a whole bunch of old movies of of one of the one of the things that I've tried to do with these lists, like like you said, like you know, there's Reddit articles, there's all sorts of articles, is I tried to come up with like what my list is before going on the internet so you know you're not getting just inundated with all kind of the mainstream it's like let me come up with some some of my ideas some of the like my favorite movies and then kind of go from there and then do some research because you're not going to remember everything and so you'll as you go look it's like oh yeah that's right no i really liked i like this guy you know in, in, in this movie but i think if you come up with it a little more uh or organically it's it's gonna you're gonna it's gonna be it's gonna hit a little closer to home Sure. I, I find the list and I will kind of just screenshot everything that I've heard of and then I will try to rank them and then that that's it. And then there's always some that I haven't heard or haven't seen. Like I, ha- I haven't seen Star Wars. So it's like, all right, well, it's, it's not, it's not going to go on the list. So it, it's much more of just getting the ball rolling. And then I don't, I don't rank them till I don't know, five minutes before the show. Like I have, I have them all written down and then I write them. All right, I write ten. Uh, I write ten down right right before the show, like five minutes before. Like if you'd asked me a half hour ago, I, I wouldn't. I would have known. I just made up the ten. I, right, right here. I didn't expect you to pick The Matrix or Die Hard, so I uh, I guess I could have switched those, and I would have been in better shape. But the other ones, the other ones, I I I knew were a little more a little more out there, so I felt confident grabbing those later. All right. Well, I'm not sure what next week's draft's going to be if there's even going to be a draft but we will post the poll on facebook so please go ahead and vote for that it's little of column a little of column b podcast facebook blah 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 enough uh, enough on that i suppose you could follow zach on his twitter as well uh no no polls on there but maybe you could share a link to it uh his twitter is wicked zman 24 and uh yeah we'll have those results there and if we do a draft next week we'll we'll do a draft next week i don't know what it's going to be yet and what you're voting for but uh, I care very deeply about winning, so I, it, would, it would be nice to, to actually win one of these. Uh, it just just would be. I, I will say that. Um, all right, rest of the podcast. We're going back to sports. Remember, we, we used to do care about that. It used to be the sports podcast. Uh, we're, 
We're getting so close, man. Training camp's opening. There's news coming out. There's highlights. You know, you're just hanging out, and then all of a sudden, it's just like, hey, this guy made an awesome catch, or hey, this rookie is looking pretty good, and just you know, just you know, it's just a little, it's a little appetizer, and I'm liking it. It will be August tomorrow, so there, there's that that we've we've made it through July, and with that, we also do have some Celtics news that Jalen Brown has finally and signed the supermax contract. It is a huge number. It's a it's a number that's just being described as the biggest one ever, um, which is accurate. And it sounds very concerning in a headline, but it also was, I don't know what everyone was assuming it was going to be. Like, I, like, are you shocked by this at all? Like, this is this is what a Supermax contract looks like, right? This is this is what we had to do. We, we all agreed this was the right thing to do. It took a little bit longer than I think any of us expected, but this is, this is nothing unusual. Like, why are we making news of it? Is it just the number? I, I don't really get it because I, I thought the number was known uh, ahead of time. It's It was either we were going to give him the max or I don't think he was going to be sticking around. So I think it was obvious that this was going to be the number. And so I just don't know if other people were just like not paying attention. So the real question, I suppose, is do you think Jalen Brown will finish out this contract with the Boston Celtics? Yes. So they invented the Supermax in 2017, and I wrote down some guys that signed the contract then, and it gives you a little bit of, a, of enough time because it really hasn't been around long enough, I think, for everyone to truly get a grasp of it. But I, I think if you look at the more recent Supermax signings, they, they kind of sign up or line up a lot better and definitely age a lot better than some of the early ones. I mean, early one, you know, Steph Curry, no-brainer. That one, sure, no problem. Russell Westbrook signs one for $205 million in 2017. Curry's was 201 in 2017. Harden 2017 signs Supermax. John Wall signs a Supermax in 2017. 2018, there's only two. It's Carl Anthony Towns and Devin Booker. Uh, I'd say all of those, the early trials, were, were a little bumpy. All right, not 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 the greatest, but I think after that, which 2019, you know, we're in 2023 right now. Like they were, these have aged, I think, well enough that I don't think these were poor decisions. Pascal Siakam, I suppose that's a that's a little head scratching of one. Ben Simmons, that's definitely an outlier. That's that's that stands out. Jamal Murray just won NBA champion, NBA championship. Uh, Damian Lillard on the trading block right now, but still a highly highly sought after player. I, I I don't know what Portland was supposed to do. Like, are you are you looking back at this Dame Lillard contract saying like we shouldn't have given it to him? I mean, and that just because we're trading him now, anyways. I mean. I feel like you played the game the best you could. You you put a team around Dame. You tried to make the moves you could. It didn't work. Now you got a new draft pick because you weren't very successful with Dame, and you're going to move on from Dame. But you got Scoot Anderson. So like these are all smart decisions, and I think they all make sense. And everyone's so fearful of these these contracts going south. But I I feel like the most recent ones, outside of Ben Simmons, like those are all solid. I don't I don't think those none of those are truly terrible. I mean James Harden Westbrook. That's in 2017. That's a long time ago, and maybe they were much worth it then than they are now and I'm I have a big a bit of a bias of the recency of seeing them play you know a year ago but uh I, I'm good with Jalen Brown getting this and I, I don't know what everyone was hoping to have here and I, and I also think there's there's a lot of people I think saying maybe he's not good enough for this contract and I ask you like well, what guy is I mean there's there's an obvious like set 10 people that everybody in the world would ever want but after that I think he's on the short list of guys that are worth of this that you would want to bet on over the next five years I'm in on it, right? We're in. This is a good move. Oh, we we, we had we had to make the move. 
and it's it's built it is built right now i mean it's accurate that this is the the highest contract of of all time but what year was it it wasn't that long ago that mike connelly he fit just in the right spot that when he signed his contract he was the highest paid player in the nba and just as it goes along and it's good that this continues to happen because the way these contracts work is the supermax is a percentage of the yearly revenue so if it keeps going up, it means that the NBA is making more money, and that is a good thing. So, yes, he is the highest paid player this year, but by next year, he, he won't. And then in a few years, you know, he's not even going to be in the you know in the top ten. So, yep, for right now, you, you can look at it, and if you want to, you know, give it a hard time. But yep, he he struggled in the in the Eastern Conference Finals this year, but. Tatum two years ago struggled in the finals where Jalen played better and you were naming those guys and when they were getting their contracts I believe I don't I don't know about all of them but uh, Jalen is younger than at least uh, a good chunk of those guys so I think that's part of it too like when you can lock up a guy he's locked up in his prime and it's not just through the end of his prime and you know by the end of this contract it's gonna be I don't know he, he's 26 right now so I believe it's a it's the five, if four, whether it's a four or five year deal, I think it's five. He's gonna be thirty one. Like that is when you want the guy. And I think he could still, I think he could still improve. I think we're we're gonna lock in uh, Tatum next year, and he's gonna get paid even more. And when you got those two guys together, and you get you get the pieces around them, I, I think that is what you're looking to do, and that makes you a contender. Not every team can go into next year saying, you know what, there's a legitimate chance we can win the win the championship, and we're one of those teams. Yeah. I uh, I don't see, I mean, outside of Dame going to Miami, it's really going to have to come out of left field, the move that's going to improve any of these other teams. I just think we're we're good where we're at. I like our odds. I'll, I'll take it. I mean, did you see? Did you see the news about uh Dame Lillard, Dame Lillard this weekend? The threatening to not yeah. say Miami specifically because it's upsetting. Yeah, I I don't think it really is going to impact any of the negotiations but i thought it was interesting that the nba came out and i think it's more of a shot across the bow just to other players saying hey like we really don't want this you know it's one thing to demand a trade it's another thing to demand a trade and say i will only go to this one team and give no other teams the opportunity to, to trade for you even if it's a fair trade between the teams so just interesting to see where that goes in the future well it's not the is it the first time they've been vocal about being disappointed in another player's choice of a new destination. I mean, I feel like the league always kind of, kind of chirps a little bit in of being like, well, you know, it, it could be a frustrating business. We understand relationships aren't forever, blah, 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 blah. I feel like they always, they always kind of say all that. This was a little bit more specific, but. Miami I think it's because it was so blatant. It was so blatant where it wasn't, hey, reports are saying Dame Lillard has said he will only go to Miami. All it right. was his agent saying, yes, I am telling teams that are that is not Miami that he will not play for you. So it's just like, that, that, that's pretty explicit. I mean, that's right on the record. That's not sources, you know, kind of murky. Unfortunately, what's what's the way around all of this? Like, what, were you going to force Dane to play? Yeah, that's that's what I'm not sure. I, I don't so, I don't I don't know what the that's why I say I'm saying I don't think this is going to impact the negotiations, but it's at least going to make it so it's not so public because I just don't think they they want that coming out every couple of weeks, and that's the main NBA headline because we're in the you know in, in the summertime. It's you can't you can't have it both ways of 
hey dame just come out and ask for a trade it's okay it's it's what's best for everybody including you and then he comes out and he says it and it's like well if i'm gonna say it i'm not just gonna like float it out there i'm gonna say no i want to go here this is, this is what i want i didn't i didn't want to come out and say all this it felt like everybody was dragging it out of him to, to do it and it was almost I, I feel like we forced him to do it all, and now he's doing it, and everyone's getting upset with him. That's not who fair. Forced him to, who forced him to do this? I, it just... nobody, nobody forced him to demand a trade. Nobody forced him to say, I will only go to Miami. Nobody's forcing him to do this. He decided he wanted to do this. I don't think he actually wanted to trade. I'm not entirely sure he even actually wants to trade. I just feel like he... I'm pretty sure when he goes and says, I demand to be traded, that is a pretty good signal that he wants to be traded. Where's, where's the, the ambiguity here? Well, prior to that, there was a very, very, very consistent stance on having no interest in any of that. So I'm basing it all on what's been a, a decade long of rumors and disappear into a matter of 10 minutes where they draft one guy and a half hour later, he's like, all right, yeah, I guess I guess this is happening. Get me out of here. And and then it's, you know, like, I don't I just don't think he's truly done anything wrong here either. I, I agree. It is difficult. It is unfair. And and it's 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 just a guy trying to get everything he wants with with a little bit of power and a little bit of control. I, it's it's using the power he has and using the agent's power that he has as well. So I I don't think anyone's truly done anything wrong here. It's a problem that's that's always existed that hasn't gone away. And and if anything, I think this is the guy that's gone about it the most business like and the most professional like. Unlike some of the immaturity of some of the other guys, and and he's still being clowned for it. I I, I just. I guess there's no mature professional way to move on from one team to another. Like every breakup just has to be messy and this is part of it. But I think this has been as clean as it could be. And if it doesn't work out to Miami, it gets a little messier, but I don't know what he was supposed to do. And I don't know what everyone's expecting everyone to do. Like, like he, he wants to go there. Is he, is he just supposed to say, I'm open to other options, but I want to go. So I want to go here. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think, the NBA doesn't want that. Yeah, I, I see why they don't. They want they want a more level playing field. They want other teams to have a chance. They they want the trade value to be way more equivalent to the players' value than the players' dreams and destinations. It's 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 very unrelated, but it's not new. <laughs> Are this... you going to be disappointed if uh, if he's not traded and then he doesn't play? I I don't think Dame is the type of character to do that, and I don't think Portland based on everything that they've done throughout the past with him, like it's been such a strong relationship. I imagine they could still go to work the next day if it has. Like I don't think this is damaged. I think this is just two guys that realize it's better if we move on. It's better for business if we both move on. It's not better for business. Move on, yes, but this specific move on, it is not good for Portland, well, not that, even a little bit. That's up for debate. We agree the move on part, That was though. up for debate. Tyler Hero in a couple of Miami picks are not even close to what Dame Lillard's worth. All right, so we agree that we should move on, but we we should immediately agree on the value of it all. I, I just we're not gonna ever agree on that. That's the negotiable part. That's the part that you hire all these other people that paid millions and millions of dollars to represent all these people to figure out this kind of stuff. It's it's not supposed to be easy. It's it, these jobs that people are getting isn't just like I could go walk in and do this. It, this is a professionals being do it done throughout all of it. It's fine. It's it's okay. You can ask for a trade. You can ask for the value to go there. It's it's and we're not supposed. It's fine that we don't like it. You know, he, he, maybe he could use a little egg on his face. He, he hasn't been villainized enough, obviously. This is this is his villain era. This is where he goes to Miami, and everyone hates him, and then they don't win anyways because they gave up way too much to get him, and that's that's probably the reality of it. Uh, all right, moving on. 
Doc Rivers, uh, no longer Philadelphia 76ers head coach, is going to ESPN, and he will be replacing Mark Jackson. Uh, I'd like to also just add in here that uh, Steve uh, Stan Van Gundy, and, no, Steve Van Gundy, is also relieved of duties at ESPN and is no longer working there. Did they get rid Jeff. of a uh, or Jeff Jeff, Jeff Van Gundy? Jeff Van Gundy. Jeff Van Gundy is no longer working there as well. Is is Mark out? Is he doing something else, or he just is he being it released as well? Was, it was part of the article today, and so it, it's not all the way official, but it's that uh, they're bringing in Doc to replace Mark Jackson. Did they already replace Van Gundy? Uh, I believe it's more JJ Redick and Doris Burke getting promoted, uh, as well as uh, Richard Jefferson. Oh, I'm blanking on his name. Richard Jefferson. I was like, it's not Rip Hamilton, but. Uh, well, I, I'm not disappointed with the names you mentioned. Doris is definitely not my favorite, but Doc has done this before, and I we we had Doc as a coach in, in Boston here, so I, I know he handles media well, and I know he's a player's guy, and I, I, I think this is something the ESPN should have. It, it feels like he's got almost this player credibility that goes along with some of the credibility that you know, RJ and JJ have as well. And I, I think that'll fit in well being a little bit more of an old school guy as well. So that's, that. I think that's all, that's a good move. I'm, I'm okay with this. I am a little tired of Mark Jackson. All right. It's a, uh, it's, it's, it's a little worn on me. It's, is that fair to say? Uh, it, it's fine. Yeah. How do you say it, the nice it, thing about Mark? It's fine. The, the, these guys are, are announcers and, you know, just certain guys after a while, you know, they wear on you, but you're not listening to them every, every game. And I, I, I'm not going to like get all bent out of shape about the, it, none of these announcers annoy me enough that I'm not going to watch the game and until it gets to that level. Then I'm not going to get too spooled up about it. No, D- Doris, Doris definitely annoys me. I, 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 I yeah, we've said that before. Uh, actual drama, NFL drama. Jonathan Taylor is not injured, but not playing, but team wants him to play, and team's going to do something if he doesn't play, but he says he's okay to play. I don't know who's on first or, or what happened to this situation. Do you have any clarity to this situation? What is going on with Jonathan Taylor and the Indianapolis Colts? It's it's We're starting soon, right? We're doing preseason stuff a couple weeks away. The, the, the season has started for players. Training camp is open. All the big guys are there. Hard knocks have started filming. Uh, kind of, at least to me, kind of out of nowhere, Jonathan Taylor said, hey, you know, you're not going to extend me? Fine. I want, I'm want. i demanding a trade. Following in uh, Dame Lillard's footsteps here. Well, the Colts stick with thinking, hey, maybe this is a leverage move. You know, we're, we're not going to extend you. We're, we're not doing that kind of part of the, you know, running back situations where Jonathan Taylor, he's one of the, you know, the top, top guys in the league. So, then yesterday during the day, it comes out that the Colts are thinking about putting him on the the non-football injury list. Now, this is where football and basketball are just so very different. If you are put on the non-football injury list, it means that it's a non-football injury. You did it somewhere outside of the football context. But when that happens, you don't necessarily have to be paid. They can say, hey... You hurt yourself on your your time? Yeah, that wasn't company time. You're not getting paid. So now this is a this situation where Jonathan Taylor is, you know, I'm going to hold out. Now they can say, well, we're not going to pay you. So it was, uh, you know, a back issue. And the report was that he injured himself uh, while training. So it wasn't like this was a, uh, 
you know, a Jalen Brown situation where, you know, there was, there was glass and he was picking it up and he cut his hand or, you know, he was doing something, you know, even like against his contract. It's like, no, nope. he, he was trying to get ready for, for the season, hurt his back. Seems all plausible. Well, then yesterday night, Jonathan Taylor tweets out saying, hey, everybody, I do not have any back pain. I have not reported any back pain. I don't know who these sources are, but find some new ones. So perfectly fun Sunday night Twitter back and forth on the, all right, who exactly is, is correct here? So kind of perfect end of July drama. Don't really know what's going to happen, but I always like when there's reports out there and then the player just, there's no ambiguity to it. There's no, uh, you know, he goes through certain channels. It's just, Hey, I have access to the public. I'm just going to put this out there. <laughs> and this is directly from me, from my Twitter account. This is what I think. I don't think they're going to pay him. Do you think they're going to pay him? No, they, they said they weren't going to extend him. Okay, so they're not going to do that. And he doesn't want to show up. I'm not about to act like trading anyone in the NFL is ever easy or that ever makes any sense or that anyone ever actually gets better from it. Like, what was the last NFL trade? It was like, that's obvious. They're, they're like for sure better there's the rare quarterback ones but there's definitely some quarterback disasters as well so i the running back one is is also where all right so you're supposed to find the one team in the league that wants to pay jonathan taylor because i imagine there's only one or two like do you think like what do you think the list is of a trade value here because because you're not going <laughs> to trade for him and not pay for him right like is he willing to stay on the contract he's he has but not for the colts but he will for the niners like i mean <laughs> Obviously, that sounds a lot better of a, of a deal, but what's what's the hope here? Like, he's going to go somewhere and get a long-term contract? Like, who's going to trade for that and give him that? that that's where it's so tricky because football, I mean, there's very few in-season trades, and we're not technically in-season yet, but, I mean, there's there's not a lot, of, a, a lot of time left. So this is something that would normally happen, you know, the beginning of the summer or, or in the spring. So we're kind of uh, up against it, and just the, the, the trades in the NFL, are just totally different from 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 the NBA. So I is it more of a of a, of a rental situation? Is it more you trade for him, knowing you know you're not going to extend him, but you're going to use him this year? I, I don't think he would play for another team. I think he he's going to play for the extension, and he's going to play for the only team that's willing to give him that. A unless it's like actually a way out of here, and he's just trying to get you know to Kansas City or something, and and, and try and you know ring chase, but which I, I don't really have a problem with. And I, I don't know like, what is, what is Indianapolis supposed to do? Cause it's just also the timing of it all. And it feels like if you wanted to have this issue and if you had this sort of expectation, you might've wanted to bring it up. I don't know, like any time, but right now, like this is, I guess you have the most leverage, but this is, this is just coming way out of left field for me. And I, I don't know if I like it. I will, I will ask you this. We don't get a whole lot of fantasy advice from you, but is this a is this a red flag on the draft board for you? I mean, it, we're, we're almost here. We're, draft boards are going to be opening soon. Are you going to draft Jonathan Taylor? If 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 it, if we if I was drafting today, no, I think it'll be resolved. I don't know what the re resolution is going to be, but I think it'll be resolved by the time we're drafting in uh, you know over a month. All right, what if it's a legit holdout? Where would you take him? Let's say he holds oh, out. I'm not drafting. Four weeks. I'm not drafting him. Staying out. No, because in in four weeks, that's about when we would draft. So we'd be in the in the same we'd be in the same boat we are right now. Of, oh no, no, no! I'm saying oh, like okay. by week I'm four, not... week four, like say he misses the first four weeks. Oh, and then he falls well, in the draft. 
I don't know. Maybe he just. I'm just saying on average. What if like holdouts were just like he they they generally fix it by week um, three, and that you're falling in the draft stock, and then he's now. I don't know third round, and it's it's just way more affordable. Maybe that's not even right. I don't. I'm, I haven't done any research. So don't don't quote me on the rankings. I'm just saying. Like, I'll, I'll, I draft him. I dr- I'll draft him in the uh, in in the, the the eighth or the ninth round. So you've drafted all of your starters. If he's still sitting around there, then maybe I'll take a take a swing at it. Oh boy! But that's... I don't think he, I don't think I don't think he's gonna get dropped that far. Somebody else will, will pick that up. I don't know. We'll see. Um, we'll have to find out. <laughs> there's so much time from now into the season that it's it's almost silly. That's what to, I, say. To I think there's gonna this. be a resolution. I don't know what it'll be, but I think there'll be something. All right. Uh, it's uh. July thirty first, I think I think we have a beer mile date. I think we're aiming for Labor Day. The training has been brutal. I know. I'll tell you this: it doesn't ever get easier, both the mile part or the beer drinking part. This is by far one of the most disgusting challenges uh, I've ever had to do, and the training is—it's just so gross. There's, there's like I never I never finish any part of any of this and ever be like, oh yeah, I feel better. This is good. It's both like healthy and unhealthy in the worst ways it's it's brutal on the joints it's not it's it's hard on the lungs it's it's awful on the stomach and the immune system it it just so much beer and the worst part about it is i'm I'm still on the training beers i'm not even on the five percenters i'm on the 4.6 this this could still get worse is what i'm saying and that is the beer mile update i I, i'm not sure what other questions you have but I'll, i'll give you a minute here if you want to shoot any my way do you, do you have a, a date for when you will bump up from the training beers to the real beers? Yeah, the day of. The day of. The day okay. of. Where we're going. Okay. We're just gonna jump so to extra four. Are, are you both? Are you gonna jump both from training beers to real beers day of, as well as from jump rope to actual running day of? Yes. Well, uh, no, okay. I'll, I'll be doing some more running like the week of. I, I mean, the idea is that I don't actually have to run the mile straight. You know, I, I do get a beer break but it is 400 meters or whatever plus and then a break and then that again and then that again there are just laps which as a distance runner looking at it at all and realizing it is just a lap it's it's far less activity i used to make eight of these and i do you know what the eighth, eighth one's like the eighth one's awful all right it's, it's it sounds terrible it's not it's not great so with I, no break I, yeah with so no I'm, break. I'm far less intimidated by this single lap thing I, I i think some jump rope cardio is just what i need and i think if i was training anything farther than that i would just get injured running i haven't done that anymore i'm not going to do that and uh, i feel like that's the trap you're trying to get me into all this you're trying to get the beer mile training like extended right now you're, you're i'm not gonna let it happen it's gonna be one take it's gonna happen it's gonna go well and Nobody's gonna enjoy it. It's gonna be miserable for everyone. Nobody's gonna win out of all this. Like, I, do you feel like a winner? Yes, yes. This sounds like it's a penalty, and that's what it's supposed to be. Now, well, enjoy your penalty. We'll be back next week with I'm not sure what, but it's midsummer, and we'll come up with something. <laughs> Little column A, little column B.